What if someone makes your dog like virtually pee all over the place? Or virtually destroy some of your virtual goods, I guess. Or like be creepy, like climb up on your bed yes. and stare at and you. And be next to you every time you, you know, you Open go to sleep, yeah. you wake up, it's there. Yeah. Or do so, or like walk in a weird way. Yeah, walk backwards. Yeah. <laughs> walk backwards. Like a haunting. And then bark backwards. I don't even know how that would sound. <laughs> Fru. Yeah. Fru. <laughs> I guess so, Yeah. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. I always report on the Titanic. There's always something going on. Because it just doesn't end. This is something that, I don't know how I missed this, but... It's like 108 years old, the story. It doesn't matter. It's it's evergreen. So there's um, the Titanic 2. Uh, what? So there are two things. There's a film. Okay. But then there's also this Clive Palmer project. So P- Clive Palmer is apparently some kind of obnoxious Australian millionaire mm-hmm. uh, who does political things from time to time, but... He had this great idea, and he was going to build a functional, modern-day replica of the Olympic-class RMS Titanic. Yes, the one that sank. He's going, and he's calling Titanic 2. Why is he doing this? It's, it's supposed to have, uh, it's supposed to be 56,000 tons. The original was 46,000 tons, mm-hmm. and he, he announced it in 2012 as a flagship of a cruise company proposed cruise company okay. called the Blue Star Line of Brisbane, Australia. So it's been delayed several times already. It was delayed in 2016. It was delayed in 2018. Now he's saying it's going to be in 2022. People are saying they've been ripped off already. Like, well, he's had financial difficulties. He wants to do it. Um, so his previous projects... Um, so, sorry, not the previous project. This project is because of the popularity of the James Cameron 1997 film. Because of that film, mm-hmm. all kinds of Titanic shit is happening all the time. And this guy came up with the idea. Um, he's not the first person. There are other people who wanted to build another Titanic. Okay. The boat that sank. Yes, they want to build they it again. They want to build it again. And people want to get on it. Mm-hmm. So there have been all these feasibility studies. People have put money into it. There's been a lot of testing going on. So finally, um, they started working on it in like 2012. And the, the the people who were supposed to be building it were like, okay, this is a big job. It's going to take some time. Um, you know, it, the original Titanic took seven years to build. The team was working on it for like two and a half years. And the guy's like, why isn't it done yet? And he's like, they're like, you don't even understand. Like all the kind of <laughs> stuff that understand. we have to do. <laughs> Like, it's not how it happens. Um, So as a comparison, it's going to have a great... The Titanic 2, if it Mm -hmm. ever comes to fruition, it's going to have a greater beam for enhanced stability. Okay. It's going to be... The the, the hull is going to be welded, not riveted. I like that idea. (laughs) Welded sounds nicer than riveted. Yeah, no kidding, right? A hull? (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be... They're going to have stabilizers in so it won't roll over this time. Oh, God. They're going to have a This time, it's going to be different. <laughs> That's going to be their slogan. Titanic this time is different. To Unsinkable. For reals, y'all. Unsinkable. Yeah. So they're going to put in an additional safety deck with extra light boats, lifeboats. 
and then marine evacuation systems. They're going to also put in what they're calling escape staircases, quote unquote. Oh, they are putting them in. In addition to the original staircases. Are they going to go up to the deck or are they going to just go to nowhere? This is for the Irish. Okay. So they just go up and then they go back down. Yeah. Uh, You can't get out. Can't get out. So that's going to be, in addition to the original staircases, they're going to have these escape staircases housed in the the boiler exhaust section. So that was where the problem was. Okay. Right? There was issues with the boilers. Okay. Um... So, the boilers were the problem, not the iceberg. <laughs> I mean, there were some issues on that. Remember the lower decks, like people couldn't get out, yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like that. So now well, they lock them up, and now on the lower decks, you won't be able to lock the Irish in. Okay, they will be able to get out. They, oh god, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> For economic reasons, the steam engine and the coal-fired boilers of the Titanic are going to be replaced. Thank goodness, so they won't be burning coal. Mm-hmm. So there will be no Titanic coal. Um, they're going to have a modern diesel electric propulsion system. I don't even know why they say modern for things like this. Like, obviously, right? Because they're building it now. Okay. But I like the way everything, they say modern, and then in 50 years you read the article again, you're like, modern. <laughs> modern. So the space which housed the boilers would have been, uh, the space houses the boilers, and that used to be where the crew and the ship system. So they're rehauling everything so that no one gets trapped, that everyone can get out safely. Um, unlike in the regular Titanic. Now, the interior of it, they're trying to make it exactly mm-hmm. how the Titanic looked. I don't know how people are going to feel about that. Mm-hmm. This is something that's over a century old. Do And people are going to be thinking about what they saw in the film. Yeah. And they're not about to, what things actually look like right. 100 years They're going to want it to look like the set of the movie, The yeah. Titanic, by James Cameron. By James Cameron, who has nothing to do with this, by the way. Um, so the plans are going to be the same. Um, they're, the original wooden, pa- wooden paneling does not conform, so they're going to be using veneers. Mm-hmm. That's going to look real good instead of wood. Because one of the feel, if you've ever been on an older ship, one of the cool things about it, or a- any, like, streetcars, anything, mm-hmm. is the wood. Yeah. Like, the real wood that's seasoned. No, this is going to be veneers. Um, plans show to layout broadly similar, but with the third class cabins are modernized. Okay, consideration being given to ensuite cabins to other ships. So you will not be taking a pee in the hallway. Oh, okay. You will not be going down the hallway. Okay. Um, the room freed up by eliminating the steam boilers is going to be used for crew quarters and various services. So, of course, there's some criticism on it. Um, first, they were the criticisms are that this guy, Clive. Palmer has been described as an eccentric billionaire. It said millionaire earlier. He's probably mm-hmm. saying billionaire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with a reputation for bizarre publicity stunts. It's millionaire with a B, people. <laughs> he tried to create a Jurassic-style dinosaur theme park at his golf resort, is what it said. Oh, I don't know God. if he was splicing. It's like it's just a frog and like a very sad snake. <laughs> or like what he was trying to do. Um, he also said that he was the target of a conspiracy involving... Barack Obama, these are people who are out to get him, the CIA, Greenpeace, and the Rockefeller Foundation. So you know he's up to no good. Okay. What the hell? Barack Obama doesn't want a piece of anybody. No. He's trying to bring people together. Yeah, like, if you think you're not... being hunted by Barack Obama, oh, you're just evil. <laughs> That's just your own personal, like, paranoia that he's someone like Barack Obama... to do. He's not... Uh, I bet if you went up to... Excuse me, Mr. President, have you heard of Clive Palmer? He'd be like, who, Arnold Palmer? I love the golf courses. Like, he's not going to know who Clive Palmer is. He doesn't care. Um, Also, 
He's in 2010, Clyde Palmer started a company called Zeppelin International. He was going to make a Zeppelin. So this guy's just after disasters. Like, he was going to make a Zeppelin. It's, he sees the disasters. He's like, I need to replicate yeah. this. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense So he at wants all. a Jurassic Park, Titanic, and a Zeppelin. A Zeppelin. Um, and then the Titanic 2 has been described as, quote, unquote, classic Clyde Palmer. So they're like, <laughs> so when it's classic Clive Palmer. Nothing, it's been announced, it's grandiose, and nothing is going to happen. They also, the idea of a commercialized Titanic or Titanic 2, people have said it's insensitive. And a mockery to the memory of those who died. I don't know why this is so sacred in people's minds. Like yeah, when I, I think know. of all the terrible tragedies where people have died. Yeah. The Titanic is not one of no, them. No, no, no. It wasn't like it was, it, nothing was attacked. No, no, nobody was attacked. It it wasn't Pearl Harbor. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, I, yeah. it's, it's a ship. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, they say it's a mockery. And the Cunard line, which acquired the White Star Line legacy when the company's merged, said that they have always been mindful and very respectful of a tragic event and don't think that a building or replica of a two is appropriate. And this kind of stuff to me, it just it boggles the mind when I see so much insensitivity mm-hmm. to so many people's cultures, to so many like really serious salient events that have changed the course yeah. of the world. And then you worry about this. Of course, the, they, they've romanticized it in yeah, such a way that it's like the people who survived who were on top were evil. Yeah. Right, because right. other people that actually died were locked yes. down in the they were bottom. locked. It's like when I have a lot of friends who watch Downton Abbey. I'm like, those people are evil. Mm-hmm. If you were in Downton Abbey, you would be in the basement right now getting, you know, ravished by the Lord of the Manor. They are bad people. Yeah. So what, they had nice clothing. Of course they had nice clothing. And they had a certain, a set way of behaving and etiquette. Yeah, but what, what, what props all that right. up? Like, what prop that up? So, um, and then also the... Some of the relatives of some of the people who were on the Titanic are upset by it. And there's a Titanic survivor somehow at the time who said that he was upset by this. I'm like, what were you, were you conceived on the Titanic? (laughs) Are you kidding me? If anybody is, is (laughs) getting offended by this. Yes. People are offended by this. You shouldn't be offended. You just have to know that it's a bad idea. That's it, all. Yeah, it's a bad idea. But there's no need to, for you to be like, well, I was on the Titanic and this is an outrage. Yeah. It's almost like, again, no one attacked you. And nobody's making fun of it either. No there's one's making it. fun of it. <laughs> no one's like, hey, hey. They all drowned. Yeah. And they were locked up in there. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, people are interested in it because of the... The romance around it, and thus be clear, because of the James James Cameron 1997 film and all the hoopla that's around it. And you still haven't seen it, have you? I still have not seen it. Oh, you've got to see it, though. Um, I haven't seen it. I I know. We said we were going to hate watch it, um, that we were going to have some drinks and watch it. It's just something that I don't know how much time I want to devote it to. But I will see Titanic 2. It was a 2010 disaster movie. Um, just uh, distributed by the asylum. It's not a sequel, though. It's the same. It's one. not a sequel. They're just calling it Titanic Two. That's all. Apparently, uh, a glacier breaks off. A glacier. A large chunk of ice due to global warming mm-hmm. this time, okay. and it heads towards the ship. Um, it it. it Knocks the ship over on its side, whereupon it becomes the Poseidon journey. Oh, the film. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the Poseidon adventure. <laughs> it, it becomes the Poseidon adventure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, you know, you know how it happens. Everyone dies. Uh-huh. There's a lot of tragedy, blah, blah, blah. And then some of the main characters get rescued at the end. But it's a Titanic 2, but not a sequel. <laughs> you know I what I mean? It. How could you make a sequel to Titanic 2? The only way you could do it is with a Clive Palmer. Yeah. Uh, with his vessel. With his vessel. And what happens with What his happens vessel? with it, yeah. Well. <sighs> Dinosaurs. Now that we spent a little time at the sea, let's take to the skies. All right. I like the segue. Uh, yes, this is actually an article sent um, by email from your husband. Okay. Um, who this is about. Okay. A female plane passenger took to Reddit this week to share a horrifying photo of a stranger performing a rude act during her flight. Performing a rude act. So what was this rude act? It's the rudest. Yes. The traveler behind her rested their bare feet on her headrest. So if you look up, you see a set of feet above your head. Above, if I look up and back, there's feet up there? Yeah, there's feet up there. Wow. Hanging over and your head. is there no fork anywhere near me while this is happening? Because <laughs> I, I am not playing with that. That is some of the lowest behavior. I was recently on a Greyhound bus where the driver said, um, I'm just going to go ahead and ask people now that, you, you know, you are free to get comfortable, but do not take off your shoes. And we don't need to get into why that is. <laughs> just said, yeah, and he said, just keep them on. Yeah. Keep your shoes keep on. Keep your shoes on. Yeah. You know? So, but this, uh, the the person with the feet above her head took a picture with her under the feet saying, and the caption is, it's going to be a long flight. Uh, why is it going to be a long flight? Why would you put up with that? I for, have no idea. You know why? Why would you put up with that for the flight? Because it was not a black person. A black person <laughs> would have seized a fork I find that, and I have this discussion with people a lot. I don't know if this is a cultural thing, but I, I was in, in African-American culture. That is such a sign of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Taking off your shoes, putting your feet near people, putting your feet up on things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big deal. The reaction to when Kellyanne Conway took her <gasps> when shoes off and put her corny, funky-ass feet up, up on, on the it. couch. In the Oval Office. The, the black Twitter reaction was severe. The oh, white Twitter reaction was there too, but it's just like it's just one of those things. Like, why would you do this? Why would you do this? Ever? Mm-hmm. Somebody is so people like thousands of comments sprung up on that. It says, "I don't get it at all." I would get up the moment I felt someone put their feet up there and said something. Mm-hmm. Now, should, now I say, "What the fuck are you doing with your feet?" You should never suffer in silence. Never. Even as a passenger, if I saw this, I would laugh and look at the person in, in the unfortunate seat and say, I'm glad the person behind me has manners and isn't a, a complete idiot. But I do realize some people are afraid of confrontation. Yeah, but come on. No, that's... this. Is the, the you time. don't have to do it yourself. You can ask the steward. Yeah, that's what they say. Talk to the flight attendant. Yeah. And... The, yeah, and um, one per- person posted, the plane is still at the gate, then kick them off. Yeah, get them. For the disorderly conduct plane. in a tube that is 30,000 miles, of, um, feet, whatever, above the ground. <laughs> 30,000 miles above the ground. <laughs> Our space plane. Really high up. <laughs> That's why the feet were floated. They floated up there <laughs> due to the lack of gravity. Um, I don't understand why, like, what kind of an asshole are you? So there's a couple of, there's one person in my building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just made, uh, became acquainted with the phrase over the weekend of, okay, boomer. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Which now right. boomers are getting upset because, yeah. you know, they think they're going to live forever and that they're not old and that mm-hmm. people should care about them at all because they've been running things mm-hmm. into the ground for the, you know, for right. their entire, their decades and decades and decades. So there's a guy in my building who likes to walk around barefoot and he's a boomer. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't give a, a flying F who you think you are mm-hmm. or what's going on. If I see this again, I'm reporting it. This is disgusting. You're mm-hmm. not walking around in the, our building barefoot. We all pay a lot of money to be here. And just because your skank ass was giving good jobs your entire life and you've been able to buy into this building mm-hmm. does not mean we have to put up with right, you right. and you look like you stink <laughs> and you're bringing your dog in the wrong entrance. But I can tell his behavior is probably like, hey, man, let it hang loose. It's like, bro, you're 70. Yeah. There's no hanging loose now. Not in the not, hallway. No, not nobody the, hangs loose in a hallway. No, you hang loose in your apartment. No, so now when he sees me, he runs off. Good because on he his knows bare feet. <laughs> he knows I'm gonna say something. But it's like pull it together. This is the Bronx. Yeah, I, I'm, I, you know I I am the next time I see him, I, I just want I hope I have something sharp that I can sprinkle around him in a circle. I'm gonna cast a circle around his bare a, a, feet. A tax. Yeah. I have a, like a nice. Yeah, a it's like a Warner Brothers. Tax. <laughs> all around because I'm just like get over yourself like does everything really have to be like how uncomfortable are you that you have to spread your toes <laughs> that you have to spread your toes yeah but this this article goes on because some people started sharing their own similar experiences a feet a feet yeah one said a guy behind me took off his shoes and shoved his feet between the seats pushing my elbow forward with his nasty Ew. unwashed feet uh-uh. again people carry a fork I asked him to put his feet down. He refused. Um, he was asked in two other languages to put his feet down. <laughs> in two other languages. Which he did for a minute, then he put them back up again. The user said she was so fed up that she had to take man- matters into her own hands. It was a short flight, but since it was an international, there was a meal service which started as soon as we hit cruising altitude. Fork. I kept the fork and repeatedly stabbed him in the bottom of the foot every time he tried to put his foot up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Exactly. Yeah. What is wrong with people? Like, have a little decorum. Yeah. Like, realize that there are other people on the There's earth other besides you. It, like, when you are in a confined space, this is the rule. When you're in a plane, a train, Be an automobile, you're in a confined space and there's other people around, then you just have to adjust your behavior yeah. for that. And you'll be okay because you'll be getting out of that confined space soon. Yeah. But I think one of the problems of, of this kind of stuff is that maybe it's coming, is that somebody needs to punch that person in the face. Yeah. Just one time. Yeah. And he'll be able to figure it out. Like, you, I mean, how many, you've been stabbed, you've been fork stabbed once, mm-hmm. but you think, oh, I'm going to put my feet back up there again. Like, it's not going to happen again. It's it's the thing where that kind of person feels like they, they're going to they're gonna dominate you. Yeah. Like, I had a man sitting in front of me. He must, he was like 6'4 or something. Good Older man. Mm-hmm. Totally reclined to seat, like, all the way back into me. Like, I, it was, and on top of that, he then reached up and took my air and turned off my air that I oh, wanted. Oh, really? And I turned it back on, and he was like, "Don't turn that on. I have arth- I have rheumatoid arthritis. I don't care. I'm like, this is my air. You don't just turn off my no, air. No, and I don't care about your rheumatoid arthritis. If it's just a problem for you, then maybe take the bus. Yeah, get two seats, or go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, I don't. I don't have any. I think this is. Um, this is something we'll see as we, because we're at the age now where m- most people are, a lot of people are younger than us. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to be as respectful to old people as we used to be because we're getting closer to them. Yeah, yeah. If you are, I'm 45. If you are 60 years old, if you think you're going to get any respect from me, mm-hmm. you can go and fuck yourself. 
it's not going to happen unless you know what I mean. Unless it's, it's a, it can be a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be deferring to anybody at this point. It's too late. Yeah. And I think it's going to be hard for these people, these boomers, to deal with the fact that we don't care because they ruined everything. Yeah, for because you else. ruined everything. With now step aside. Yeah. you know, go lay down somewhere. So in for my the last case, time. in my case, this battle with the AC with the guy. The guy got up to go to the bathroom. When he came back, he brought his fist down and punched like the um, the top of the seat, like right in front of my face. And what's that supposed to do? Just to intimidate me. Okay, so how'd that work that? out? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but this is the kind of like person. Like, if you tell somebody, "Hey, you're in my space," they're mm-hmm. like, uh, "Too bad, I'm going to continue this, and I'm going to show you who's boss." So there was a just to follow up on this. This is about men getting older and not realizing that they're old. There was a nasty old man as I was waiting for the Greg and I were trying to get on the bus at Port Authority, and we were trying to see where the line was. He was like, "There's a line, there's a line," and I said, um, "I heard you the first time. We all hear you." Why don't you shut the fuck up? Are you going to spend your last year on earth complaining at people, old man? <laughs> then he was quiet because he realized, like, I'm 5'2". He might have been 5'4". Yeah. And so I just got right in his face. I said, do, do you want this to be the end? Like, this is what you want to do for your last year? Mm-hmm. Hurry, you know. And then when he was getting on the plane, like, you better hurry up before you die. You better <laughs> hurry up and get on this bus before you die. Then it ended up he was sitting in the seat across from me. So I just looked at him for a while. <laughs> Remember who you are. Right? You're not that 25-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old man who can intimidate people anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you are frail yeah. and alone and making an ass out of yourself. So, PSA. It's a wrong... And it's something to think about as we get older, yeah, too. It's true, it's How true. nasty do you want to be to somebody who, uh, you know, could can, shove you to the floor? Oh, yeah, exactly. And you're going to break a hip. And then you're going to break a hip. Get it together. Yeah. I'm 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 the person on the plane who, if that had been happening, it wouldn't have just been you. It would have been me and you because I don't have time for that, and I don't care. I will. I'm the last time I was on a plane, someone had like a tiny little backpack Mm -hmm. in the seat, you know, in the um, compartments above, and people were trying to put their luggage in, and they just had a tiny backpack. So I took, I opened it up, I saw it, I said, "Is whose tiny ass bag (laughs) is this in here?" And no one says it, so I took it out. I said, whose bag is this? Who would be so ignorant as to put a tiny bag up here where people are trying to store legitimate luggage? And this guy was like, it's mine. So I threw it to him, uh, and I put my. I said, thank you, and I put my bags up there, and I good, shot it. Good. Because I don't have time for that. <laughs> like, And then you're laughing at it, but it was know, like... But that's awesome. It's awesome. You, ha- you have to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if that guy wants to get into a fight with me, yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah. do it. But, like, we don't have time for this. Yeah. We don't have time for your bursts. Your little, like, you know, merce that's the size of, like, a laptop. <laughs> it's, yeah, taking up good space yeah. that nobody else can fit in. And it's in. also very, like, if you want to be comic about it, it's very easy to offend a certain kind of man. Yeah. Excuse me, sir, is this your purse? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because even though I'm not homophobic, they might be, and I can use that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Like yeah. You gotta do whatever it's, it's you want. That fragility that yeah. they have, they, they, they ego. I, I, and years ago, there was a thing about Japanese women being manhandled on trains, and some, or maybe it was Japanese or Korean. And some of my students told me about it. I was like, "Well, what do you do?" And she's like, "We grab the hand of the person, we hold it up, and say this person is trying to molest me. Look at him. Here's his hand." Oh, good. So it's good, that good. idea. That's why I grabbed the man's purse. It's the idea of embarrassing someone. So don't don't make it a personal thing, like the guy with the feet. Mm-hmm. Be, stand up and say, "Excuse me, do you really think it's appropriate to be?" Does everybody see this? Does everyone see what this guy is doing? That usually will get people to come around, too. Because okay. then they look like an asshole. Right, right. 
No, know? that's good. So that's that's my advice to people. Make it make it a public thing, right? Okay. And make an announcement about it. Mm-hmm. Take a picture of it and put it on uh, Facebook. I don't care. Right. <laughs> anyway, so what do you have? Well, that was what I had. Oh, that was it. I thought I interrupted it. No, no, this is your, t- now it's your turn. We, yeah. we talked about the feet on the plane. I'm Get getting, your, I can't Greg deal with said, it. Get your MFing feet off this yeah. MFing plane. It's so disgusting. Feet. Yeah. Embarrassing people is very easy. I think a lot of people just aren't used to it. You know, and they're so, not. Yeah, once you kind of start getting, you have to do it a couple of times, and there's a lot of adrenaline, there's a lot of fear. Yeah. But as you continue to confront people in public, it gets easier. It gets easier, and it has to be done. And if you're the kind of person that has the, the ovaries, <laughs> let me say, to do it, then it should be you. Yeah. Because there are a lot of uh, people like that woman in the picture who either have been socialized or uh, are not comfortable with mm-hmm. confrontation. So sometimes you have to do it for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's called taking one for the team. So I found this thing for Robot News. So we sort of re- reported on this like years ago. Um, Sony's robotic dog, Ibo. So they oh, had right. one a long time ago. Then they discontinued it and people were very sad. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so then they bought Ibo back in 2017. And soon they're going to be selling <sighs> virtual meals. And no. treats and no. fun tricks for the Ibo. The the Ibo is twenty nine hundred dollars. Twenty nine hundred, the and then they're going to sell virtual treats. <laughs> virtual for treats and and uh, meals and unlock fun tricks, quote unquote, for your Ibo. So if you purchase, say, a virtual dog biscuit mm-hmm. and virtually give it to your robotic dog. It will then maybe do a flip. It unlocks a trick. Yeah, and it'll so do something fun or cute. I know how sad. Um, I, what a, a tremendous waste of money. This is like people separating other people from their money in the most. You can get a dog for like 55 bucks from the ASPCA, sometimes even for free. The $55 sometimes is to cover the cost of like that they've spayed and, and neutered things, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, whatever. Uh, but if you're low income, you can find there are ways for you to get a dog completely free yeah. and they'll give you the shots and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, for like five bucks. So they brought back this dog for $2,900 plus a cloud subscription service. So the first three years are free. Um, and if you want to unlock more of the features of this dog, you can pay on top of the, the service. But how long is this going to be amusing? I don't know. Remember, people were crying when they turned the dogs off years ago. They, I, I don't know. It's an emotional thing. So since the release, Sony has been pushing out software updates. You can use the the robot as a home security system. So you can, uh, you know, when a robber comes in It'll do and they back see, they do a back and you know there's a robber there, and then they'll punt it across the floor, yeah, or they'll feed it a virtual piece of meat, yeah. They'll airdrop it some meat. And, and it'll, it'll be off. like, rub my belly. <laughs> yes, as they rob the place. Yeah. Like with a regular dog. Um, the latest version is now available. It makes the dog more customable. It's web, web-based. It can perform custom tasks and actions. Even if you, you can even do like a little code for yourself. Mm-hmm. But it can be virtually fed using augmented reality through a smartphone app. Okay. Meals can be purchased using coins. Okay. Which are awarded to users through random actions like using the app, 
or during special events. I can't even. I don't know. It's just such a waste of time. I is, don't even. Once the user runs out of coins, they say, which is going to happen uh-huh. pretty soon, they can either wait for more or purchase coins. Um, so Sony says that the features of the dog aren't dependent on whether or not the dog is fed uh-huh. with these virtual treats for now. The reporter says. Mm-hmm. So at a certain, so basically you have this little robot dog and you have a subscription service that allows it to do a lot of fun things. But then at a certain point, the dog's just not going to do shit because you, it's just going to sit there. It's going to sit there because you're not putting any money yeah. into the, the manufacturer. And because everything is cloud controlled, app based and internet based, anyone can run your dog. So the, in the article, they're like, what if someone makes your dog like virtually pee all over the place? Or virtually destroy some of your virtual goods, I guess. Or, like, be creepy. Like, climb up on your bed yes. and stare at and you. And be next to you every time you, you know, you Open go to eyes, sleep, yeah. you wake up, it's there. Yeah. Or, do so, or like, walk in a weird way. Yeah, walk backwards. Yeah. <laughs> walk backwards. Like a haunting. And then bark backwards. I don't even know how that would sound. <laughs> Fruit. Yeah. Fruit. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Foo. Fur. Fur. <laughs> That's creepy. I don't like it. Um, so that's what they're doing. For $3,000, you can get a robot dog. Um, it's hooked into the cloud. You get free stuff for a couple of years, and then you can pay money for virtual. You can pay money to buy fake money mm-hmm. to buy fake food for your fake dog. Oh, God, I can't even. What a waste. I, I just know. can't. It just And people my are mind. doing it. People are doing it. Oh, just think of anything else you could do with that money. It's a thing I was watching something and it's like kind of the idea of these kinds of items show people that you can burn money. Yes. It's 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 like a test. Yeah. Right? This the idea of like, well, how ridiculous can we get? So the next step, this is the the hikey app. Mm-hmm. There's no app. Mm-hmm. No cloud. It's totally secure. You don't have to sign up or do yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. It's unlimited. You just give us forty dollars a month. Give us forty dollars a month, yeah. That's it. Then you there you have it. You have your hikey experience, virtual experience. Yeah, with and yeah. Free podcast with every subscription. <laughs> it is. It's like how pay forty dollars and you have a free subscription. How ridiculous can people be? <laughs> so I was thinking, because Greg and I go to casinos a lot, and a lot of them have really advanced um Screens mm-hmm. everywhere because that's how they instead of decorating now a lot of places they just have screens everywhere they have mm-hmm. these gigantic displays so I was thinking like this is a great idea maybe in the future instead of having things in our house we'll just have display of things I can get behind that like a piece of art that I like that's what I feel like or I you feel know like, a statue like a hologram of something I know I don't feel like you have to own every single thing no I think like going to a museum and getting a dose of beauty yeah and all different kinds and yeah. so you can kind of see what you like. And uh, you don't have to own no, that thing. But I like the idea of that we have the technology now where... So we have this technology for this fake dog with fake poo and fake food or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there the technology for me to have, to see in my home? Not to necessarily be able to touch or to do anything, mm-hmm. but to see, you know, a beautiful statue that I like. Yeah. Or to see, I don't know, what, whatever. 
Yeah, or the paintings. The Why painting. Change the, the work of the masters. Yeah, you know. Why can't I have that to be able to see it in my apartment mm-hmm. for a little while? Why aren't those the things that people are kind of like? Why do? Why hasn't my bookshelf completely been replaced mm-hmm. by just the images of what I want? And then if I want the book, I can access it in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of have something like that, but you know, we still have a lot of these objects in our homes as well. Right. I wonder how a real dog feels about these robotic dogs. There's humping. Uh, if the you know money, I mean? the money and attention is going yes. to this virtual dog, and there's so many animals that would be looking for a home. And you see, I imagine those other animals are like, "Are you kidding me? I'm furry. I can love. Yeah. You know." So I took a pee on the rug once. Big deal. Big deal. All right, what do you have? Okay, I have another email from your husband. Fantastic. Hi, Greg. Thank you so much for sending these along. Um, this is about a law firm's four day work week. Okay. And I think a four-day work week is a great idea. Wasn't it, Carlos Slim, the Mexican billionaire, talking about this like years ago, how it would revive the economy it, and family life? Yeah, it, 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 this law firm did it, and it increased morale and productivity, um, the managing partner says. Of course, if you thought you were only going to, you having a three-day weekend every weekend, mm-hmm. you'd be excited to get yeah. to work. As soon as the week starts, it's over. And you, and you want to work more. You want to yeah. get it all done. You want to get it done in four yeah. days. Yeah, so it it really does. It gives um, employees an extra day to run errands, attend to personal matters, and spend time with the family. I mean, really, you need this time. You need, because once you, with a five-day work week, you're tired, and then you need a day to rest, and then do your errands. Things that you may need are not always open Mm -hmm. on Saturday and Sunday. People do also have... not just religious observances, but other things that they, other rituals mm-hmm. that they may do on the weekend that take yeah. time, leaving very little time for anything else. Absolutely. Doctor's appointments, dental appointments, classes you might want to yeah. take, places you might want to go. You wait till the weekend and now you can't go to, you know, going mm-hmm. to a museum at the weekend. It's right. a nightmare. Yeah. I don't even do it because everybody is in there because mm-hmm. that's the time when people can go. As opposed to being able to go, you know, during the week where it's more open and you can see. Yeah, so all five lawyers at the firm, as well as 14 out of its 19 staffers, opted for the four-day week. Some people didn't do it. I know. (laughs) Who were those guys? I I don't want to be at home. Screw those people. So those on the four-day schedule still put in 40 hours a week, working 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. One of the five lawyers has to work each Friday on a rotating basis to cover consulting or incoming work, which is fine. That's fine. You're there by yourself. Yeah, but they said it was one of the best decisions of his life. Now he spends Fridays with his family. I realize it's so important to be able to pick up your kid and see your wife on Friday. Yeah, because it's the end of their week as well. Yeah, yeah. You know? And and this, like, hopefully he is getting a jump on. So when his wife gets home, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The, the, the same, he's been home all day. And the same pressure is not there. The and, kid can be leisurely picked up. Uh-huh. And it's, it's more of like, and it gives like a feeling of celebration. Yeah. When you have like a three-day weekend, you're like, yay. You yeah. Know, it's like you're, you just are in a better mood. It's also, um, it benefits the office because both morale and productivity have, have risen. Because um, you only have to see those assholes four times a week. When everybody works the same reduced schedule, there's no danger of being seen as less committed because you're all doing the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, they say that law firm firms aren't necessarily going to be the trailblazers, but you know, we I have don't know. To just they, I mean, though they're high performing, high paying positions. Mm-hmm. If they're able to do all of their work, and yeah. I mean, what regardless of what you think about attorneys, like they do work a lot. Oh yeah, they, they do for because sure. they're getting paid by the billable hours. Yeah, they're getting paid by the hour. Um, if their clients haven't noticed, they're getting the same amount of work done. Mm-hmm. 
they're making good money mm-hmm. and they have extra free time. I don't see what the, I, and the problem I, is. I think so. I think it's the idea that we have to be able to say, like, how much work are you? Do you does this job? You know, what kind of output are you going to put? Whatever the job is. Do you mean how much time it requires or how much effort? How much time it requires. Okay. Because And we want to say that it requires 40 yeah. hours. But we, there are very few jobs that I have had where I have run out of hours mm-hmm. when I've been at the job. Yeah. It's usually the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, there are crunch periods. There are times when you need to do 50 hours a week yeah. or more. But then there's, it, it makes up for it on the other side. Yeah. There are times when you're like, well, I only have 20 hours of work, work to, to do, but I have to be here. Yeah. Or you have you think okay this is going to take eight hours and it ends up taking four, yeah I, I know I feel like it the part of our culture that comes from this kind of uh, both both slave owning but also factory owning this mm-hmm. idea that this overseer that you need to be there and somebody needs to be looking at you mm-hmm. making sure that you're there doing your work mm-hmm. as opposed to the reality that we live in a culture where. Even if our bosses don't see what we're doing, it's clear if we're doing the work or yeah, not because yeah. the output is, is in a lot of cases, is digital. Yeah. And it's clear. So they can Did see you it. do it or not? Yeah. Like, as a teacher, it's like, was the class taught or not? It's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, th- I still think we have this mentality of, like, there are p- a certain class of people who want to look at people doing work. Yeah. And make sure that a lot of time is going into the work as opposed to actually just the work getting done. Mm-hmm. So if you could make $100,000 a year being there 40 hours a week um, with X amount of output, but you could do the same amount of output in $10, they would probably try to figure out how to pay you, right, <laughs> you know, right, 75% right. less. Yeah, yeah. Because it's about hours. Yeah. So if you show up and do the dance, yeah. then you're okay. Then you're there. I always say in America, you have to work uh, long, not necessarily hard. Yeah. You yeah, know? it's true. You got to yeah. work long. Got to be there, be seen. Be seen, be I visible. Ho- I hope, it seems like millennials are trying to get rid of that. I hope they are. I hope they're successful in that, that idea of like, you have to be seen, mm-hmm. be sitting at your desk doing something. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. But I like this four hours. I mean, four hours. Four days. Four days. Yeah. Hey, you know, it is a free podcast, free of charge, F-O-C. Free as a bird, free, free falling even. Well, it's free for listeners. We put a lot of hard work into this. Editing and online hosting is, frankly, thirsty work. It gets pretty dry in this studio. And you know we love a tasteful white wine. If you like our style, consider buying a gala drink. We've added a PayPal donation button to heyyouknowit.com so you can show us some love with a one-time or recurring donation to cover a little something from the vine. For $5, you'll be hooking us up with a happy hour glass of tasteful white wine, a four-ounce pour. For a 10-spot... We can split a bottle of wine from the bodega across the street. For $15, we can kick it with a jug, because who are we kidding? For $25, you'll be making our dreams come true with a box of tasteful white wine concealed with a mylar skin. Mmm, box of wine. Oh, this this is a tough one. Okay. Penis news, dick updates, scrotum story, the member on the move. Man nearly dies after parasite crawls up penis and lays eggs. Can you imagine? I can't even. This is horrifying. So this guy was in the hospital for three months and lost the use of his legs but regained them after taking a dip in the lake uh, where a parasitic worm swam up his pee-pee. Oh. James Michael, 32, went swimming in Lake Malawi in southeastern Africa with two pals but had no idea. That obviously, yeah. It was like, like this parasite. It's, it's not like there was worm. a sign 
that said do not swim in this lake. But this is something that people don't think about when they are... Forget about the fact that it's in Africa. Yeah. In general, people don't think about what might be in that lake or pond. Yeah. It's not the ocean. It's not a fast-moving stream. It's an ecosystem where stuff is hanging out, even just if it's a large lake. Just looking for something, yeah. <laughs> just looking for a place to go. Yeah. Just looking for a place to be. Oh, God. He, I'm so, so uncomfortable right he now. He had an, a serious infection. Um, he started feeling not so great, and he couldn't figure out what it was. Uh-huh. And he started having these symptoms. He started u- losing losing the use of his legs. I, they, there was an infe- they knew there was an infection. Uh-huh. So by the time they went to check it out, they were like, oh, yeah, here's what. There's a bunch. There's like a fucking, you know. A parasite. Up a up parasite up in up here. Up and me. there's like a whole birth situation going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like a, a nursery. In your shaft. <laughs> got Basically. It's a child care center. Yes, yeah, a child care center. So <laughs> he was he was in the hospital for three months. They were oh, able to cure him. God. You know, it was very difficult. He His quote was, I wouldn't recommend anyone going swimming in that lake. Okay. Again. Well, it's a good quote. Um, you know, I lost the feeling of use of my legs. It affected every part of my life. I wasn't able to exercise. It was very difficult. He couldn't use a toilet normally for a while. He had to use a catheter. It was embarrassing. He also struggled with his appetite, um, and it was hard to maintain a sex life with his girlfriend because it was too painful. And also, the creep factor. Yeah, there's like a whole... I'm sorry, you had what in your penis? No, it's not getting anywhere near me. Yeah, are you sure it's you all sure? gone? Yeah, like a guy will say anything, too. Yeah. yeah it's all, they're all No, gone. all the eggs are gone, baby, I swear. Yeah. No, no way. That seems like the worst delivery system ever. It's like alien. That's like an injection. Yeah. Of of eggs. Of eggs. Right. And parasite. No. no. Okay. He said, I certainly think twice before taking a dip in like Malawi. Did you see anybody else in there taking a dip? Do you know what I mean? These what are like makes the, you think you could go in there? But these are the clues of, you know, you're traveling in a rural area. You see a lake. You mm-hmm. don't see anybody else swimming in it, near it, doing anything like that. What makes you think you have to get into it? Why? He's lucky that's all that got on to him. You know what I mean? Who knows? I can't even. Yeah. Okay. Penis knows. All right. So we started off with the sea, then we went to the sky, yeah, then we and went then to the lake. To the lake, and now? And now we're going back to the sea. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is another one by your husband. He's okay. like prolific. article, article right. happy. And he said that uh, this... Uh, three cows were swept out to sea. <laughs> this is a Katie special. Three cows swept out to sea. <laughs> By Hurricane Dorian are found alive. Alive, I tell you. How, what happened? Okay, so in, it's in North Carolina. Okay. The storm hit. I'll it's say. A category one, September right. 6th of this of 2016. Category, not for those cows. It was, <laughs> was deaf gone. So it lashed the state with heavy rain and wind and, wind and flooding. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. And there, there was a storm, a storm surge that carried a group of horses and cows out to sea. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. The, it started flooding. But isn't that something you need to consider when you have animals? Yeah, you do. But like, why were they near the sea? Why were Why were they in a position to be swept out? I know they're I know. expensive and they're in your care. Whatever. I know, but like with storm surges yeah. and rising flood waters, you don't know exactly what's going to flood and what's not. Yeah, but that's dramatic. Being yeah. swept out to sea from like your um, stable. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, to the surprise of residents and the national park officials, three of the cows were recently discovered at the Cape Lookout National National Seashore Park on the Outer Banks. <laughs> what? Well, they, they like finally swam two miles. Are you serious? Across the core sound from Cedar Island. So they swam. They got swept out to sea, and then they hoofed it. Yeah. To this island where they just... Yeah, to this park where it has 56 miles of beaches and is known for its black and white checkered lighthouses, surf fishing, and wild horses. Also cows. Yeah, now cows. (laughs) Now cows. (laughs) I mean, enduring that whole, as they say, the rush of water, that must have been incredible. You know what? A new respect for these cows. Well, they just like, just keep going, Bessie. Just keep going. Just keep looking ahead. Yeah. The the horses didn't make it. It's like, screw them. Keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Never like those guys. They were swept away by a surge of water about nine feet. Oh, no. Oh, they were taken. Imagine the terror. Oh, that's awful. Mm-hmm. But then they ended up, I, and I, I don't know much about cows. I mean, I grew up in a dairy farm, but they obviously weren't imperiled. All yeah. right, so I don't know how cows act under pressure, but... These ones, you know, they found a way. But the question is, is like, were they just like booking it, and then they get there, and they just had like nothing happening? Yeah, they did. They, they were just, just start munching. They immediately get to the store, and just start eating grass right away, like well, nothing I happened. Would, I know, but still, it's like a two mile swim. <laughs> yes, and they're hungry, but they just hung were out. Were they even aware of what was going on? They're like, I see something. Let's go for it. Yeah, <laughs> and they were just like, I'm gonna keep swimming. Wow. Wow. And they were reported. Now, what are they going to do with these cows? This is my question. I think, you know what? Those cows are free now. Leave them. Yeah. You didn't care about them. Don't act like you do now. Yeah. They found their own way. Leave them. Don't milk them or slaughter them. them Let them enjoy themselves. That's what I say. I say finders keepers. (laughs) And there's a picture of them on the... the, There's just cows on the thing. I think it's a stock Hanging out. Yeah. A stock photo, you know. (laughs) All the stock, the Holsteins on an island. Yeah. Kind of a thing. I always find this fascinating. Most expensive foods. I'm not a huge foodie. And I think that, um, you know, I, I enjoy a good meal every now and mm-hmm. then. I think the most expensive meal I've ever had in my entire okay. life, and this was like a, for a huge celebration, it was $1,000, two people. Okay. It was huge, though. Okay. All right? That's, and I thought that was way over the top. Like, I, you know, you ever go out and eat and then you get the bill, you're like, what the same? Oh, yes. Should we yes, just yes, run? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so this is... The ten of the world's most expensive foods. I won't do all of them. Um, the Gran Velas Taco. So this is at Gran Velas Los Cabo. It's exclusively sold in Mexico. It's a taco. It costs twenty five thousand dollars. Oh, what's in exactly. it? Exactly. Okay. Uh, it contains Kobe beef, which I don't care how expensive they say it is. It's a cow. Yeah. Um, the langoustine. That's free mm-hmm. from the ocean, people. Let's be real. You can catch it yourself. Beluga caviar, black truffle cheese. And then on top of it, and here's where I think the money comes in, gold leaves, actual mm-hmm. gold, and edible flower petals sprinkled on top. Why would you? Why would you eat gold? gold. That's dumb. Like gold, the gold uh, the gold flakes. flakes. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? Why don't you I just don't scrape it off and then melt it down? I have no idea. Uh, here's a fortress stilt fisherman's indulgence. It's $14,000. Um, it's a bizarre-looking Italian cassata, Irish cream, pomegranate, and compote. And then there is an 80-carat aquamarine stone on the on it as well to, oh. like, set it off. So okay. that, that's obviously not something that you would eat, the stone. Right. But that makes up for it. The Louis VIII pizza. 
So this is a Louis VIII pizza. It's $12,000 for a pizza. Here's what's on it. Um, Lobster, again, lobster is expensive, but it's not Not that expensive. expensive that you put Mozzarella. Come on. Italians everywhere are like, really? Yeah. Mozzarella. Caviar that are flown in from different parts of the world. So this is heavy on the environment, this one. Um, And then you get a Remy Martin Cognac Louis VIII and champagne uh, drink that goes with it. Still, I don't think and it's also, worthy of a I wonder if the people price tag who, of that. The magnitude. people who are ordering this, they're wealthy people for sure, but I, I, I feel like it's people who just made some money. Yeah. Do Would they even know the difference between a really nice glass of cognac mm-hmm. mixed with champagne and like a not so nice glass of cognac I wouldn't. mixed with I wouldn't either. Yeah. But, you know, that's how I am. Um, I'll do another one. The Fleur Burger. It's the most expensive burger out there. It's $5,000. It's made out of Kobe beef. Or, sorry, Wagyu beef. And Wagyu beef is $100 per kilogram. So, I don't understand why the burger is so expensive. I don't Because you're not either. having a kilogram. Even if you were $1,000 per kilogram. You know, not you're very much. Not good, yeah. Um, $1,500 worth of truffles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. A truffles, I mean, like, how many truffles can you I don't know. Can you have? Those are, like, pretty, like, the, dense tasting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I've had truffles before, like, pure truffle, like a tiny amount of it, and it was very flavorful. Yeah, you don't I, need a lot of truffle. I don't need, like, a thick slice of truffle. You can't. Like, I don't even know if that's a thing. That's like eating a spoonful of cinnamon. You can't do it. It's <laughs> yes, like, it no, can't be done. It can't be done. Oh, and then this, I'll do this last one. It's my favorite. Uh, Burko's Billion Dollar Popcorn. Each kernel is worth $5. How? <laughs> so, uh, it's made out of Vermont creamery butter. Again, <sighs> Nielsen Massey bourbon vanilla. And the world's most expensive salt. Where is it? And then it's sprinkled with edible gold flake. Again, I what is, uh, I guarantee you that this gold stuff that they're putting on these pizzas, the taco, whatever, is not real gold. It's not real gold. It's, <laughs> it's like, like it's candy gold. They're saying it is gold, but it's, not. but it's probably not. Yeah, five dollars a kernel That's for a silly. kernel of popcorn. I don't get it. Fools and their money. Yeah, soon parted. All right, what do you have? This is another robot. Oh my goodness. Robots in New York. So FedEx lets Robots in New York. Yes. Yeah, and FedEx. new segments like the Muppets take Manhattan. <laughs> FedEx lets its stair climbing delivery robot Roxo loose on the streets of New York City for the first time, but it's told it will be sent packing by the mayor. <laughs> de Blasio actually did de something. De Blasio said yes. So he, he woke up. So New Yorkers got the first glimpse of FedEx robot delivery robot last week at the prototype named Roxo. And it was hey, out in Manhattan, and it was, it's a six-wheel droid, and it was promptly presented with a cease and desist order by the city. <laughs> what? Because New York City doesn't mess around. <laughs> What's this thing? A robot serving? Yeah, so it was just it really about making a stunt like this robot's going around the street. And he already got a ticket. Rather than just having an actual trial to see and get some feedback from mm-hmm. the residents. Um, they just released it. No, this is what... <laughs> The mayor did not take kindly to the bot telling FedEx the city would send them packing, making it clear the company would find it hard to secure the right permit for these. He tweeted, first of all, FedEx never got a robot to do a New Yorker's job. We have the finest workers in the world. Ah! Second of all, we didn't grant permission for these to clog up our streets. If we see any of these bots, we'll send them packing. Wow. 
I didn't know he took such a strong stance I on know, robots. I know. And to be clear, like, de Blasio does nothing. Mm-hmm. He's not a very effusive. Uh, he's not yeah, like Bloomberg. Not a, like, like, anything he has happened. A lot of personality. Like, with Bloomberg, it was a cold day. Bloomberg come up, like, just go about your business. It's cold. Wrap up. Goodbye. Like, any, Bloomberg mm-hmm. was always talking about stuff, always proactive. This guy, I'm surprised. Yeah. It says this bot looks like a, it's a battery-powered bot. It looks like a cooler on wheels. Cameras mm-hmm. and software help them detect and avoid obstacles as they roam sidewalks and roadways at uh, the top speed of 10 miles an hour. 10 um, miles an hour? That's, that's fast. fast. Oh, yeah. no. No, thank you. No, thanks. Yeah, it's so it was going down the street, but it was just like, no, you know, I, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's ready. It's a delivery bot. Are and people, there's some pictures of New Yorkers, are people paying attention to her? Are they like, get out of the way? It's basically, I mean, if I saw that, I'd be like, get out of yeah, my way. Yeah, get out of the way. Get out of the way, because I, I I don't have time. I yeah. can't. That's, that's, I think, the New Yorker's response to anything. It's like, it's like half, it looks like alien, predator, and like some kind of robot. And we're like, just move it, buddy. Yeah. You get one seat on the A train, one seat. I don't care where you're from, what galaxy, what planet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we bizarre. don't need, we don't need. No, there's, there's already not enough room during rush hour. And I'm rarely, I don't think you get involved in this mm-hmm. rush hour either because you're on the other side of town. But the amount of people just trying to squeeze their bodies in the Port Authority mm-hmm. are at like five, between 5 and 5.30. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that people walk in the sidewalk and in the bike lane and in the street. They have no choice. Yeah. There's just not enough. There's physically not enough space. We don't need these robots taking up space as well. Like They need to find somewhere else to to be. Yeah. But they're trying to do a thing, same day service, and they're trying to set it up. And that's like too bad. You're that's a private fine. company, you know but what? you're not taking up public space doing this. Maybe you don't get things the same day. Yeah. Unless you live near where that thing is made or housed. It just isn't going to happen. Yeah. We don't, I mean, I, I'm sympathetic to what people are saying. We need things same day. But I remember when it was overnight delivery, all people did who were disorganized was wait until the night before. Mm-hmm. Same day, all people do. Plan ahead a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I understand, yes, maybe you do need to get something the same day, but what it do you? Yeah. Like, what is it? Documents nowadays, that that was the big thing, right? Getting yeah, a document like across a town with the courier. Getting yeah. This, you, we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. So what's the rush on the one day thing? Mm. I don't know. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. 